Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, and I have Alicia and Micah back with me today, and we're going to talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Guys, thanks so much for joining me. Yes, he's back. Back again. Yeah. <laughs> I was Maybe say that's... The, I was Go going to say the Jordan Halstead trio, but, you know. Yes. <laughs> it's slowly becoming that. I love it. Um, so so I, I want to start with this. Leading into... The holiday season, as we've as we were getting ready for Thanksgiving and, and all this, this show dropped right after Thanksgiving. What were your expectations moving into this? I didn't have any set expectations. I don't think about the holiday special because I just kind of wanted to see what they did with it. Um, I knew that it was going to have some humor in it, um, which it obviously did. But I didn't have really any set expectations. Micah, did you? Um, do you guys remember when we were younger and I I don't know, name a cartoon or name a show that we used to grow up watching and they would make a Christmas special about it, but like it would have those characters, but they would kind of like Christmas, like they would make it Christmas, but not really it wouldn't have the narrative of their show per se, like like Rugrats, for example, or Doug or um you know, something on the Disney channel, like they would make a expected Christmas. you to say like the Flintstones or the Jetsons. And I'm like, I'm not that old. I am not that old. Maybe Scott Stedman <laughs> would share. Maybe if he Scott, was on the we, we saw, <laughs> we saw the reruns of those. No, but like, do you, so you guys remember this? Like I kind of felt oh, yeah. like this was going to be that, right? Like it was going to be the guardians of the galaxy, but it was going to be like a Christmas version of those characters without the narrative of their story. If that makes sense. Which it does, I mean, especially since the trailer, it identified them as their characters, not who the star was. Right. But does that, but does that make sense? Though, like, I thought it was going to be, like, one of those shows we grew up watching mm-hmm. and just, you know, putting Christmas on it, right? So, like, that's kind of yeah. what my expectation was going into it. And it was going to have some humor. It was going to have the characters. And uh, surprisingly enough, it had all of them. Like I, I, you, you know, they, in the trailer, you never know what you're going to get as far as who's going to show up. It's not, especially in this. And it's not like it's a, a full blown movie. And, um, yeah, I mean, this thing was what? 40 minutes plus, plus credits. all the 45 yeah, minutes the total. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised, which I told Alicia when it was done, Jordan, not that it's going to happen, but all the more reason for Drax and Mantis to have their own show. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I walked into this show completely thinking, oh, like this is going to be a full guardians, just like Christmas tree blowout. Like they're, they're going to like do like the war on Christmas. They're, they're going to do something of that nature. And I didn't expect for them to really dive deep on Drax and Mantis. I'm like, those are not characters that typically can hold their own weight. Like Drax is more your background slapstick comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, he he's your muscle. He's not your your main antagonist kind of character. And Mantis, I mean, she wasn't in the first one, and then she was kind of a, a background character in the second movie. Then Infinity War and Endgame, she just was there for comedic purposes, really. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot to her character, so we really don't know her yet. I didn't expect either of them to be the, the true focus. I was expecting, like, hey, we want to bring Christmas to star lord i thought they were going to take star lord to earth for christmas i was not expecting the way that they handled it and i was like this is really cool i hope that they continue to push out a christmas special i hope that that marvel will do 
a Christmas, a New Year's or something like a, like a holiday time special, um, maybe even a Halloween every year. Like, I think that would be cool to see some of those different pieces. If they did a Valentine's Day special, like hit the holidays, I think that would be cool because you, you've got a whole list of characters you could use. And for mm-hmm. the Guardians to start this off, and I loved at the end when they're decorating Groot as the Christmas tree <laughs> and he drops and he's, they're like, you ruined Christmas. And, <laughs> and then Rocket looks at us and says, well, it looks like we're going to need another holiday special. And I'm like, yes, that I, I wanted more Groot, especially knowing that like he's growing up and like he's mm-hmm. more of a young adult at this point. But I was so pleasantly surprised with the way that they handled the characters. I thought Drax and Mantis for not knowing anything about Earth. And then the the point where she sees uh, the Captain America cosplay and she's like, Steve, <laughs> I lost it. I'm like. Because she knows him. She knows who Captain America is, but she wouldn't understand most of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And that that's really all that, that was there. Now, I will say this much. I think that they are very much lacking when they put those characters in because they've done that a few times where they have people dress up as these characters. Um, so, like, it's just the public, like, in Halloween costumes or whatnot. That is a spot where if they're dressing up, hire out and say, hey, like, Will does an amazing Captain America cosplay. And just find a few cosplayers who come to Comic-Cons and say, hey, we're doing a project. Would you be willing just to do, like, a like you're going to be in this the scene for, like, 10 seconds. But would mm-hmm. you be willing to be that person just to, to be the one that they say, Steve, and, like, you pull the mask off and they're like, you're not Steve or something like that. Just completely change it because it just looked really goofy to have, like, a Halloween costume Captain America. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that was one of the issues that I had with it. But overall, I thought the, the story was great. Well, I want to go back to, to Groot for a second. Like something that I appreciate with Groot is each time since he's made an appearance, Dave, he's grown up just a little bit. Right. And yeah. so like ever since Guardians one, it's kind of like, OK, you know, he got blasted into the little twig. They planted him. He's grown up. He was baby Groot and Guardians two. And then he uh was kind of like the young adult or not young adult, I'm sorry, teenage Groot in infinity war and, and end game. game. And then we went kind of back with his, I am Groot series back to baby Groot. And then now we're getting this young adult version, which, well, let me pause for a second. In love and thunder. He was also kind of teenage Groot still. And yeah. then, and then this series, he was, he was young adult Groot, which kind of leads me to believe like by the time we get to guardians three, is he going to be full blown Groot again? Or that, That's what I'm hoping for. Which which is cool because it'll be you know, he'll come full circle, which is you know well and and here's the thing they I was reading where the uh, James Gunn came out and said that the Twig Groot is not the Groot adult, so it's actually his son, and they were like it it was he sacrificed himself, but then kind of more like a phoenix where like they burn up and then they can like re reincarnate kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. what happened there, and I was like okay. Like, I'm okay with a Phoenix kind of story. I really don't need that much because in the comics and in the cartoons, like, he can shrink and change sizes at will. And I'm like, I'm totally okay if he were, like, to shred or to shed off all the, the big body and he goes down to a twig and then he's just kind of slowly growing back. Um, I'm okay with that. I miss Adult Groot. I thought that was one of my favorites uh, just for having this giant walking tree that everybody's like, so like it's like their own Chewbacca. Like, people are just like, oh, you're not common. Like, 
I love this. And I thought that he was done really well, especially when he picks up the guy in the prison by the nose mm-hmm. and like you see it like kind of coming out his ears. And I'm like, mm. that's exciting. So, so I, it's I'm like ex- a dark Phoenix project. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no. No, we're talking like a Phoenix from Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. I know I was being funny because of how a, you know, bad it to, is. Well, bad. The, <laughs> the dark Phoenix movie was, but B just how we're starting to get X-Men stuff more and more. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to see kind of where they'll go. Again, this, I think, with the way that they, they set this show up, I don't think that Guardians 3 will be the end of Guardians. I think Guardians 3 will be the end of some of their stories. Mm. Like, they're saying that Drax is probably going to be done. Um, Dave yeah. Batista's is already kind of saying, hey, this is the last one. I'm not doing it without James Gunn. And, and James Gunn is now with DC. So it's one of those situations that you're not going to see him come back. I mean, he's got a couple projects he's got to do with with Marvel, but he's not going to come back and, and continue to sign on while he's running DC for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that like Drax will be gone. I don't think Star-Lord will be gone. I think that they'll continue him. Um, I think that you'll start to see some of like Sylvester Stallone's team start to show up. I think I think we'll see that from Guardians Volume Two. I think that Groot and Rocket are too big of characters for them to just say, "Oh, we're done." Mm-hmm. Um, I think I Am Groot series will probably become a staple that, like, maybe once or twice a year, we'll get a batch of like five episodes. But I would be totally okay with seeing stuff like this happen, where you see like the young adult Groot, you see teenage Groot, you see like you just have different eras of his life that you just go and visit. And so, like, maybe next year we're gonna have adult Groot, and then maybe. We'll get the following year baby group. Like, who knows? So, um, what did you guys think of the the story of getting Kevin Bacon to to come out and do Christmas and be the savior of Christmas and how they, they make fun of him at, since he's an actor? I can't. I just think it's funny because of how much Star-Lord kind of obsesses over Kevin Bacon and the fact that they just like fixated on if we get him Kevin Bacon, maybe that will have make him have a good Christmas. Um, I think it was funny to see Kevin Bacon in a project like this as himself. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a great way to to try to pull in. How can we make Star Lord Christmas better? Oh, let's get him Kevin Bacon. Well, and the last time we saw Kevin Bacon in any type of Marvel or anything was with First Class when he was the villain in First Class. Mm-hmm. So it, it probably brought back some roots for him a little bit to, oh, I've been in a Marvel project before. Yeah. But but when he when he said uh be a be a hero, oh like Batman, I can be Batman. <laughs> and I just <laughs> further cementing that the DC universe is their fictional superheroes in the Marvel. <laughs> I was like, yes, I love this. Well, and not to mention too, like they uh you know, you talk about them going to Earth and them not really understanding what a doorbell is or what a doorbell oh, does. Oh, yeah. And they're sitting there. Mantis is just sitting there pressing it over and over and over again. And it had to get annoying, obviously, and it's the point uh, of that scene. But then, like, uh, the interaction, like, the realism of him being a, you know, real-life uh, celebrity, you know, being a, a movie star. And so there was that, and, you know, that was hilarious. And then when... Drax just busts into the house and starts chasing him. <laughs> like it, it was really, really 
funny. When like, she started jumping off the walls I, yeah. and like did like right? the hiss kind of thing, I was like, "Yeah, Mantis, you're definitely a bug. Like this <laughs> is this is just that." Oh. Well, how about when when she was like Drax, throw me over the wall, and he just does it, and, and he immediately does it. She doesn't yeah, even get what another if he word. Threw me in. over the wall. Yeah, what if he threw me over the wall, and then like he just chucks her, and she's like, "What? What?" And it, Drax was like, well, "You told me to do it," and like he's like, "I didn't tell you when." And yeah, they play so well off of each other. They really do. Well, and I think even more so, this character for Drax, he's been the same the entire time. Yeah. Where where you see evolutions of characters, and with Drax, because he's had, I mean, he's had screen time. Don't get me wrong, I just don't think he's been the focal point of anything for for character building. And I love that he's not a character that we've built like a story on. We've just built screen time on. If that well, makes sense. I know Jordan. You said Guardians Volume Two isn't like your favorite. Uh, yeah, but the the interaction between even Mantis and Drax in that film was. It was, oh, it, was, it was awesome. It carries the film. I mean, realistically, some of the ba- the banter between those two and the background of the main story is kind of what carries that. Even in like <laughs> when he's uh, laughing and she puts her hand on him and then she starts laughing. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that, that's so funny. One of the things in Guardians, too, that she. Uh, what, what does Drax say where he's like? I think you're repugnant <laughs> or something. Repulsive. Oh, you're repulsive. I find you're, you repulsive. Yeah. And he like, he almost throws up because he, yeah. <laughs> how disgusting do you think she is? So like, there's just the, you never know what you're going to get with those two. And I really enjoy that because it's not your traditional, um, it's not Quill and it's not Gamora, right? It's not that romance and it's not, it's yeah. not Groot and it's not Rocket and they're just the, the buddies and they're, they're best friends and their family and they just go do their thing. Like, Gam- not Gamora, I'm sorry. Mantis and Drax are your typical odd couple and they just play so well off of each other because they're the odd couple in that, in that yeah. group. Yeah. No, I, that whole thing, I just, I sit back and I'm like, they're so funny. And especially him and the GoBot, I thought that was hysterical when he, she's like, a robot killed his cousin. I'm like, okay, what hasn't killed one of his family members? Yeah. Like, and I feel like that's this recurring joke that like, Thanos killed my family. Yeah. Well, or, or maybe, no, Ron, Ronan killed my family on behalf of Thanos, and I hate Thanos. And then it's like, a robot killed his cousin. Well, I hate all robots. And, like, he, <laughs> he's just so fixated on killing things. Do you, did, so did you say, Jordan, that you think that Drax doesn't have much character development? I don't think he's had a whole lot. Um, that's not saying that he has none. I just don't think that he's got this, like, like you go and you see Star-Lord. And you're like, okay, he, aside from that creepy mustache at one point that he, he walked around with, like, he has had such depth. Gamora has really broken out from a, I'm a hurt person to a, I'm willing to learn how to love and willing to sacrifice myself for my team to make sure that this stops. You go and you see Groot and you're literally seeing the physical growth. You see Rack, Rocket Raccoon who has a massive story that has been going through i would say almost as big as peter quills and i don't think that drax has had as much story building as much as everybody else on the team has i I can see that but i can also push back a little bit because if you think about guardians one where he was just you know so bent on getting revenge for his family and then avenging the death of his you know his family like that's all he cared about but now 
you know, the, he's he's the humor as of the a group. character. As he a has char- grown. Yes, not as much as the other ones, like you're saying, Jordan. Right. I agree with that, but I'm saying like as a character himself, as an individual, I think he's come a long way from. Hey, I'm just going to kill Thanos because he killed my family. Yeah, yeah. I guess I can. I, l- let me say it this way: I look, look at shows like look. I look at. Go, okay. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say just like look at look at the scene of him in the prison in Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Yeah, where he is now, like it's exponentially different. Well, and yeah, but it's still the same Drax. Where you have like Quill, Rocket, Groot, Gamora, they're vastly different. And I guess it's just a very slow progression. And I wonder if that's because his character, not in a mental state, kind of slow, but he's just slower to the game versus everybody he's else. He's so literal. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that that has been why they have not gone in and, and made him something even bigger than he needs to be because I think that if you go in and you watch shows like How I Met Your Mother How I Met Your Mother Big Bang Theory those shows had such character growth you look at Sheldon Cooper you look at Barney Stinson those characters from the very beginning you're like I don't know if I like this character mm-hmm. to at the very end you're like I'm sad I don't get any more with this character like I miss this character How I Met Your Mother has been off the air for eight years now, eight, seven, eight years, something like that. I still miss watching How I Met Your Mother and I'll, I'll rewatch it every now and then just because I've missed that. Big Bang Theory ended a few years ago. I'm missing Sheldon on, on stage. I'm going to miss Drax, but I'm not going to miss him the same way that I will like when Groot's gone. When yeah. Groot, when they, when they remove Groot, that will be hard for me um, because I, I love that character. And I think that this the way that they are writing his character, and even especially in the holiday special, they really cemented this is who Drax is. And it, I think it kind of goes to how as we talk about kind of the old guard about different things, especially in ministry, we talk about how they're not willing to change. And I think that right there is Drax. I don't think he's willing to change. I think that there are certain things that change over time because it just is a natural progression. But I think he's so against it. He's, he's so bent on trying to be that person. And he's like, I am who I am. You can't change me. You can't, you can't do this. And I think that's why I said the, he hasn't had so much story building. He's had more screen time than story building. Well, yeah. And I would agree with that. And I think if you also, if you look at it through the lens of like, well, he's the, he's the old war buddy, right? That he's been through a lot. Oh yeah. He'll share the worst. He'll he'll have a drink with you and he'll share you, share the stories with you, the stuff that they went through during the infinity saga. Right. Like he's the guy that would sit there and like, he's, he's 80 years old and he's like, man, you'll never believe what I went through. And so he's still kind of living in the past, which I can see, you know, your point to that. Um, I know this wasn't a super long, you know, special, but you know, I would be kind of remiss if we didn't talk about uh, the reveal of Mantis being uh, Quill's sister. Yeah. Yeah, what did you guys I, think I, of that? Can I be honest? You were let down. Always. No, no, I wasn't let down. I, I feel like I had already put that together. Like I feel like I already knew that they were siblings, just because of how she was brought into the story. And you think about all of the, and all of the 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 children that ego created only the strong survived and because she had an ability she survived because she was useful to him but that ability i i didn't pick that up before this i i never i never really saw them as siblings it didn't surprise me that they were siblings because from 
like alien races, sometimes they have like a manifested power. So she could easily have that or like a metagene or something like that. And so that, that part I was never really taken back by, but then what, what confused me was more, more or less when he's kind of like, none of my children ever like sired powers or any, like nothing manifested in them until you, like you were, you were one that, that showed that like you survived or you, you could do this. And I was like, wait, so is Mantis not? Okay, whatever. And then when they did this, I was like, okay, this is this is a little different. But I, I liked well, it. Well, is she older or younger, though? But at that point, he had Mantis already there. I understand, but what I'm saying is, is Peter oh, she's, older? If she's younger, then Peter could have been the first one that oh, and then, had the powers manifest. And then, so it was kind of a hidden hidden piece. Maybe, but yeah. I, got, I guess part of me always assumed that they were siblings. And that's why when, like, honestly, when she said that, I was like, did you know that? <laughs> well, yeah, and I thought, you know, it, it could always be a possibility, right? And so, yeah. you know, I thought it was a cool touch. And, you know, it, it just gives her more depth. We were just talking yeah, about character development. Yeah. Like, you know, that gives her more than just being Mantis and, hey, <laughs> go to sleep. Like, it's, there's more more to that. Jordan, do you know in the in the comic books, like, is is that accurate? I have no idea. Um, I'm not a Guardians fan when it comes to reading comics. I've, I've not picked up a Guardians book yet. Um, so I'll definitely have to, to do some research on that one. I think, I think that her story with the, I'm the sister plays into a classic Christmas trope of, I'm going to try and help you because I've got news that I don't know which way and the anxiety of not knowing mm-hmm. the answer of how it was going to outcome and all the different pieces. I think that played a great trope. And I felt like it just was knocking at the heart, like the, the feels like, Hey, we're going to make this deeply personal. So that way you mm-hmm. guys can relate. And it hit some of those old tropes. And I, I really liked that. Um, but, but to your, your piece on the comics, I honestly have no idea, Micah. I don't either. I was just curious to see, cause sometimes they, they try to be super comic book accurate and then they don't. And then sometimes they make massive changes. Well, they said something about there's a deleted scene that said that she was talking to Drax about how uh, she's Peter's sister. And then she's just been waiting or kind of sitting on this secret. And she's like, I don't know how he's going to take it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Well, I'm, I'm assuming. So I was going to kind of switch gears a little bit, but like, I was thinking like, were you surprised that Gamora wasn't in this at all? Or but like, are we just going to wait to get that in Guardians 3? I think that Guardians 3 is when we'll see her next, especially since she didn't show up in Love and Thunder. I don't think that if she's not in Love and Thunder, there's no way they're just going to stick her in the holiday special as a background character because they need to do a lot of uh, story building and storytelling. Mm-hmm. There wasn't enough time for them to do it. Well, and like, the last that she's been mentioned was Endgame when they were on the spaceship with Thor, like getting ready to go, you know, as Guardians of the Galaxy and try to find her. Um, mm-hmm. I, what did you guys think about it being on Nowhere? And then what did you guys think about, with a follow up question, what did you guys think about the music and the guys like, hey, we found these instruments and we wanted to learn them? And like, I thought that that was hysterical. As a musician, uh, I, I very much appreciated the fact that they, had these guitars that were beat up and these drums that were beat up and they were making, they were making music out of it. And it was just amazing. But like back to the the thing about nowhere, like what did you guys think about it being on nowhere? And then 
a follow-up with the music. I think nowhere is a good home base for them. I feel like we're going to start seeing a lot of where? nowhere. nowhere. When it comes, exactly. Um, with within, I don't know if it's just because it has, has it had an appearance in all of the guardians movies and both of them. I feel like it has. It did not show up in Guardians 2. Okay. It showed it showed up in Infinity it, War. As it, but we got it in Infinity War. So I think it's a good place. I think it's it's because there are so much variety on the creatures that are on nowhere, I think it makes sense for yeah. them to be there. Um as far as the music the music goes, I loved the music. <laughs> the holiday song at the beginning when they were like, okay, we want to make sure that we got all of the, all of the Christmas things. Right. And so they're singing and, and Quill's like, no, 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 that's not right. Just, it was, I, I found it really, really well, And then funny, the song but... that Kevin Bacon sang at the end. Yeah. Really cool too. <laughs> Which I, my, my wife looked at me. She's like, is he actually a musician? I was like, I think he is. I think he is. Um, and I will, pardon me. I was will... like, is that his band? that started the whole thing off. Uh, they, will, they introduced the band at the beginning. Like there was, it's an in featuring, I can't remember who it was though. I will say that I, something that I noticed that, you know, a lot of times uh, Alicia's a big sucker for Hallmark movies and that's no secret. But like if you, if they had musicians in, in these in Hallmark movies, right? Like, or there's a scene with musicians, you can clearly tell they're not playing the right chords where they're not playing with the beat of the drums. They're just kind of background musicians that look like mm-hmm. musicians that aren't actually musicians. Yeah. But when I watched Kevin Bacon play the guitar, he was actually playing the chords that were going that along. That were coming with, out? Yes. They were actually the chords. And so, like, I have perfect pitch, and so I can tell, like, the chords, and, and I know the fingerings of chords on, on a guitar. And so, like, he was playing G, C, D, E minor or whatever it was, and he was actually playing it with, with the song. So That's awesome. I wouldn't be surprised if that was actually him doing that man that's that's really cool the the nowhere piece for me i thought that was like you said i think that'll be the come their home base mm-hmm. um i think that's where they'll set up shop i think that because i'll i'll be honest i think that that might even become headquarters for maybe the new nova yeah because um, that got destroyed too yeah but i don't think that they're going to do a nova core um i Comic book wise, there's a point in time where the Nova Corps was destroyed and only one human becomes Nova. And he he gets a, a helmet that allows him to fly. It's kind of like a Green Lantern ring with some of the, the power sets. Um, they're, they're often kind of like the Marvel's Green Lantern Corps, um, but not the same power sets entirely. And so some of the pieces that I thought was really, really cool was if you go and start saying, hey, nowhere is kind of a space Avengers tower. Like you you go out and you're like, okay, all of our space people. So like Guardians of the Galaxy, we go in and we say Thor can show up. We have um, Nova who's going to show up. We might even see the Eternals move over here. Um, Just a few different pieces. I think that it could be done really, really well if they do it right but I, I don't know what they're going to do. So, um, the band though, my gosh, that was, I, I loved it, especially the song. I just, I sat there and I started dying listening to those lyrics. Cause they're like, we have no idea who Santa is. And I'm like, if you tried to explain Santa, you could easily explain it like that. And people would be like, Ooh, 
Well, and thinking now about it, like as we're talking about it right now, I'm like person, not in person, but like as in like in the present, um, thinking about that Kevin Bacon scene at the end of it. Like if you think about the beginning when when the the characters from nowhere were putting that band together and playing, like it it was hilarious to think like he just wanted to be a part of it with Kevin Bacon at the end of the at the end of the special, right? Like he was like he's like I'm up here on nowhere and I know what I'm doing, but maybe I think that. Jordan, I think that may further solidify that Kevin Bacon actually is a musician or like in the context of this special, like, because at the end of it, like, he's like, yeah, I got it. I know how to do this. But like, he wanted the, the guy from nowhere wanted so badly to be a part of it, to sing with Kevin Bacon, like the kind of co-lead, right. Yeah. With, with what they were trying to put on at the end of the, at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, would you recommend this to other people? You know, I would I would recommend this one harder than I would recommend uh, the Werewolf by Midnight. Okay. Um, or by yeah, is it Midnight Werewolf by Midnight? Um, Werewolf by I, Night. Werewolf by Night. That's what it was. Sorry, I'm getting all the Moon Knight and all the different things. I was actually reading a Moon Knight comic a little bit earlier. Is it the one that I told you about? <laughs> it is. It I is the one that yet. you recommended. Well, that's why I buy digital because then I can just start reading it right then and there. I want a physical copy. I know. You know, I'm going to have to start getting you on for doing some comic book club. I'll give you my access so that way we can start doing this on the main channel. Um, Um, So, uh, but I I think, I think this one was the best of the two, which I mean, when, when you're trying something new, it's pretty easy to say, oh, this is the better one. It's getting better and better until they really hit their stride. I mean, we're what, 50 projects in? 40 projects into the MCU now. So um, like it's, it's nuts. And so for us to be able to say, Hey, like here's, here's a presents Marvel presents. I think this was, this was a solid piece. And I, w- I would watch this over the other uh, Christmas event that they did, which was Iron Man three. Um, nothing against Iron Man three. It's just, I, I, it, it kept my attention the entire time. This, this short pre- uh, presentation just did really, really good. Um, and I, I, I quickly just fell in love with even more with Drax and, and Mantis. So I, I, a couple of things. One, I, I think I said it to you, Jordan, when we recorded the tales of the Jedi episode, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. Um, cheap plug there, but like, uh, the less is more approach is really kind of where it's at for me. And I think that they did that with this, with it only being 45 minutes. Right. It leaves you wanting more. And that's why I really, really appreciate the the small screen miniseries that Marvel's putting out and Disney Plus is putting out because you know it's not overwhelming all at once. And you can go back and just watch it piece by piece by piece versus we talked about Wakanda Forever, two hours and forty minutes. It was just too much. So and then the other piece of that, Jordan, is that you said earlier in our episode about Guardians of the Galaxy and the Christmas special. Um, I, I could go either way, but I would probably lean more in the arena of not doing more Christmas specials. Um, and as I said earlier, Alicia's a huge fan of, of Hallmark Christmas. And we were talking about it yesterday. They, since October, Jordan have put out six new Hallmark movies every weekend. So, Wait, from six per weekend? Six per um, weekend. Well, not every weekend, but at least at least two or it's usually two or four every weekend. Four Ugh. to six, four to six new movies every weekend. Right? Is that right? 
Two to six. It depends. I think they did six over last weekend because it was after Thanksgiving. So anyway, since October. Too many is what you're getting at. Right. So since October, they've done two to six brand new Hallmark movies every weekend. Christmas Mm -hmm. movies. And so if you did that, that it, it averages Jordan anywhere from 50 to 75 new Christmas projects that Hallmark's putting out between October and the end of the year. I'm tired of Christmas and it's not even December yet. Right. And so like part of it is because we watch Alicia's a sucker for it. And I'll sit here and I'll play my switch while she watches, you know, uh, Christmas in Vermont or whatever it is. <laughs> but like, like it's just, it, we talked about oversatur- Marvel oversaturating the market versus DC a couple of episodes back. And I just, I'm just tired of it already. So like, I love this special. I love the guardian special and I loved, I would watch it again. But I would be careful with, okay, I don't want a Black Panther Christmas. I don't want uh, Thor Christmas. I don't want an Iron Man Christmas special. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't I think want... it'd be good to have once every two to three years. Does that make sense? Yes. Because I, I, I think that what you're saying, like, to have, to oversaturate a Christmas, like, the last time we got a Christmas thing was Iron Man 3 came out in 2013. Something like that, yeah. So it's been almost 10 years. So if if you said, hey, we're going to do a Christmas special, not every year, but every two to three years, and we just say, hey, you know what? The Guardians did a great Christmas special. We want to do a Captain America and and the Winter Soldier, and that way it's Sam and Bucky, and they're going to get this Christmas special, and Rocket's going to have to give back the arm. Like, we didn't even get into that one. We should Um, real quick. What did you think of that? Oh, my gosh. I died. I died laughing and Katie's like, what the heck? And I'm like, that's Bucky's arm. And she's like, oh, you don't have to explain it. Like, I, I thought <laughs> you were on your phone or something. And I was like, no, I'm dying because of what was just happening. What you don't know. And she said, you don't have to explain it. And I said, oh, but I do. But One of the I favorite do. lines in Infinity War. Yeah, I'm getting that yeah. arm. Get oh, that yeah, arm. I'm getting that arm. <laughs> I, I died. As soon as I saw it, like, that was immediate. It just, I remembered that line of, uh, how much for the guns? Not for sale. How much for that arm? Not for Not sale. For sale. Oh, I'm going to get that arm. <laughs> and and the fact that he didn't get it, Nebula got it for mm-hmm. him, makes it all the funnier. And I just sit back. I'm like, because he opens it and he just kind of smiles. And then it pan or it kind of like you see it. And I'm like, he got Bucky's arm. No <laughs> freaking way. Well, it's like it's like they, them giving Thor the eyeball and in Infinity War that they stole from Guard or yeah, and Guardians too. Yeah. Just yeah. little little nuggets. There's little nuggets that Marvel puts out every year for every well, project. And it just the whole thing, it just brings it back to this idea that they know what they're doing. Like I feel very included as a viewer because it's not just like when you go and you watch any of the Zack Snyder DC stuff, if you don't read the comics, you're not gonna understand half of that movie. Because a lot of that, it it pays into certain comic stories, certain, like, it's just so mashed up. And I think he did well with it if you were specifically looking for the comic book nerd. Mm. When you go in and say, hey, Micah, did you understand the entirety of it? Oh, yeah, I understood. But then you go and you read some of these books and you're like, dude, I didn't understand half that movie because I now know what, what this is based off of. I understand this part. I get where they were going with this. I thought I understood, but I didn't even have a clue. And so a lot of people didn't like movies like that, where Marvel went the exact opposite route and said, this isn't for the for the casual comic book goer, this or like comic book reader. This is this is for the movie goer. 
this is for like we're going to build a cinematic universe and when they go in and they say we're going to connect everything and you've got those small bits like the, the those were awesome well, it's kind of like you, oh, you said included feeling included like you know we've how many projects did you say marvel i sense? think they said we're closing in on 40 okay Man. so like we've invested years into this product right and so like a decade and a half right so like it's it's i'm just adding to your point of feeling included because of the investment that we've made and the invest investment that marvel feels that we've made it's it's very much a you know it's almost like a reward yes we've mm -hmm. invested our time and our money and our effort and we're for crying out loud we're podcasting about it like every week or every couple of weeks and um it's it's kind of like a reward for us investing our time like it's just you know that payoff right so like when you get to a certain point in the story when you see that you're like huh right like say when you see Buck him get bucky's arm great uh when you see you know iron man at the end of endgame you know get you know i love you 3000 like that whole the runtime of that you know, it's 3000 minutes or whatever it is. Like it, there, there are so many little nuggets that Marvel has done over the, the course of the, the decade and a half that we've invested. So like, it's just a, I don't know. It's, it's very fulfilling to see Marvel pay that off. And DC doesn't always do that. And so not that we're going to sit here and have a whole debate over DC and Marvel, but like, it's just, it's, it's those little things that keep viewers invested uh, in the Marvel product, even and a coming and a half back, later. yes, yeah, oh, and like, absolutely. And Jordan, I think you've said it too. Like, not every project may be your cup of tea, but like, that's okay because there are those nuggets that keep you invested along the way. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's the casual goer that they're gonna find what they like, and then there's the big nerds like us who are like, I'm gonna watch everything Marvel pushes out because I want to know the bigger, grander story because we also understand that there may just be a quick nod to Bucky's arm and mm -hmm. that plays into a bigger piece. Cause now I'm, now I'm wondering, okay, is that a spare arm? Is that, is, is he running around with only one arm right now? Like, like what happened to Bucky? Like, I kind of want to know, are we going to get to see a spot where Nebula swipes his arm from him and then runs off? Like who knows? Yeah. Like, uh, Mike, I did look it up, by the way. It is officially 40 projects as of the holiday special. Wow. And that is, that is MCU. That is not... Not X-Men. That's not X-Men. That is not the Spider. Netflix universe. Mm -hmm. That is not all the Spider-Man movies. That's not all the Freeform shows, the ABC Family stuff, the uh, ABC stuff. That's, that's not all of Marvel. That is just MCU. And we that's just crazy. hit 40 projects. Oh, X-Men alone, there's what, like 15? There's, uh, yeah, there's a <laughs> butt ton of movies because that's that's yeah. your Deadpool, your Logan, your Wolverine stuff, uh, your normal X-Men, your rebooted X-Men, uh, Fantastic class, Four. Phoenix. Oh, yeah, that's oh, part of the rebooted yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, it's just – and then you've got your Fantastic Four. You've got your Spider-Man stuff. You've got Blade. Um, I mean there's tons of projects out there, and, and the MCU has done so well of interconnecting pieces – the only thing I wish that Marvel would give us at this point is just like a website or a like a page that is just dedicated to showing us where the timeline is. Mm. Just so I have an understanding of where is phase four all set? Because like the holiday all over special the place. is a holiday <laughs> like where where was Thor Love and Thunder? Was that directly after 
Endgame? Was it seven, eight months after Endgame? Is it five years from Endgame? Like, like I need to know what that looks like because Groot in Thor Love and Thunder is not looking anywhere near what Groot in Guardians Holiday Special looks like. And I want to know what that looks like. I want so. even Guardians 3 moving forward. Go ahead. Alicia. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to ask what your favorite part of the whole holiday special was. I loved when they were jumping. I and know Kevin's what Alicia running is. Down. I'll say I mine loved, last. I loved when they were jumping behind the fence and Kevin's <laughs> running towards the police and they're just like, hey, Kevin, they can wait. Or either that or the elf when when Drax loses his elf and he's just like You have to keep your striped man. This is not a keep, man. This is not a man. Then what is it? I don't know. But it is not a man. Do you love Christmas or, or do you love Peter and want to save Christmas more than you love your little elf man? <laughs> I want to go back. Like I, I lost it. It's so good. Micah, what about you? Um, I really don't know. Like I, I, I kind, I really enjoyed the the doorbell thing. I like them just. <laughs> that sounds so stupid, but like, <laughs> like if you think about your Mantis, voice is very mousy, and I don't think he heard you. Well, if you think You're about repeating everything she said, them being an alien race and them not really understanding what a doorbell is, like it just kind of adds to the humor that Guardians present, and um. Yeah, I think that or when Drax just busts through the, the, the side of Kevin Bacon's house <laughs> and he starts chasing him. Like, it's just, it's Drax. I mean, it's Dave Bautista, it's Drax, and it's just his character. He's a bull in a china shop. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Well, oh, absolutely. Alicia, I already know what your yours is, but... but, but Drax's please. sweater, his Christmas sweater. <laughs> what was, was on the sweater? What was it? A cat was on the sweater. <laughs> and it was shooting lasers <laughs> out of its eyes. <laughs> She's so good. Okay. They stole all the Christmas stuff from the Christmas store. Oh, yeah. And they took it all to nowhere. And then it was all lit up at the end. Like, that was just wonderful. And then just them coming out in the Christmas sweaters and the the Christmas bow skirt and stuff. I just, that was my favorite. But yeah, absolutely. Drax was my favorite. I was going to say that too. If I didn't say that the door, the doorbell or him busting through the door was probably when, probably when, um, when Mantis decorates nowhere and then Quill's like, you do this all for me. And like, mm-hmm. it's just very special. And like, you know, this yeah. is this culmination of, um, her telling Quill that they're related. So, yeah. 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 No, that's, that's exciting and fun. And I, I just, I very much enjoyed this special. I thought this was, I'm actually probably going to, when we're done, I'm probably going to go in and, and watch it sure just because I loved it. It was great. Um, I I just the the Christmas song cracked me up. Their their interpretation of this guy named Santa Claus, and I I kind of wish at one point just being the Christian, I just wish that they would have been like, who is this Jesus guy? Like, did he save all of us? Like, I kind of wanted something like that, um, or for them just to make some type of nod because that's what Christmas really is is this this very christian mindset um i know that in today's world it's not always that way but i am just like man i would have loved to see how they how they would have handled that one so but no uh last question that i've got for you guys before we wrap this up is 
what would you what would you rate this uh, one to ten? One being definitely don't watch it. Ten being very very good. I would probably go, you know, because our audience can't see us pointing at each other. Alicia's like, you go, no, you go, no, you go. I, I, like, uh, I'm literally over here laughing because they're they're pointing at each other, and I'm like, somebody, I I can't answer. You could answer. You could totally I could. Answer. I'll um, answer at the end. I probably would go seven and a half or eight. But okay. Christmas isn't like I. It's not like because you're over here bah humbugging it. No, I just think that there's a lot of Christmas stuff out there, especially in the Hallmark universe. But um, but for Let's a Marvel stay away project, from Hallmark. Well, when you live in a house with a, a spouse, house with a spouse. Uh, this who is not loves, Dr. Seuss. It's not Dr. Seuss. Um, who loves Christmas stuff. Prime time with Micah Curran. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. Please don't get him started. It kind of smells like Jordan don't farted. Started. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad. To it be fair, I do not force him to watch these movies. He willingly watches them. I say, I will gladly watch them without you. And he goes, no, I want to watch them. But you. I also like spending time with my spouse. So I would go seven and a half or eight just because okay. I thought it was absolutely hysterical and Marvel did a great spin on a on a Christmas project. I was going to say eight, eight and a half. Keeps going up. Jordan's going to give it a nine. I was going to say eight and a half, nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I, uh, we've been talking about it and I genuinely think that this just, I think there were points that it could have been better. I think this one could have been a little longer um, had they done the hour mark, not a 45 minute mark, I think that there were certain pieces that it would have been really cool to showcase like Rocket and Groot doing their side of maybe having to kind of keep Quill preoccupied. While, yeah. yeah, yeah, like kind of going back and forth because their team is a, is, a, is a team. There's like six or seven guardians at this point. And so it would be really cool if they would have been like, oh, hey, like you guys take care of Quill while we run out and do this. And so, like, maybe Kraglin and Nebula are having to fight and, like, fake stage a fight or something like that to get Peter off guard. Or, hey, we got to keep his, his attention over here while Groot and, uh, Groot and Rocket are setting up all the lights. And that way Peter has no idea what's about to happen. And then, like, you, you jump in. And that, that could help with some of the jumping and cutscenes um, between, like, hey, we went clubbing. And, like, I thought that was really funny, too, by the way. Mm -hmm. I thought that was just... Oh, where does where does Kevin Bacon live? Here's a star's map. Forty bucks. Yeah. Give me the map for free and give me all your money. <laughs> like, yeah. like you just like you just robbed a girl. Well, and to something you said earlier too, like, is was this project necessary in the holistic experience of Marvel? I don't think it necessarily was. You could you could probably skip it and it would be fine. But I would absolutely recommend not skipping it just because it's so hilarious. Yeah, it's it's more of a fun piece than it is anything yeah, else. Absolutely. And I th I think it will help us as viewers who have watched these movies. Like my parents are not going to go and watch this, but they might go and watch Guardians three. So for us, we're going to know these characters a lot better, and then they'll be like, "Wait, what did we miss? Like, why mm -hmm. why is this character so much?" like louder in this like because they're not the behind the scenes anymore they're more up front and i'll be like well you should go watch the christmas special but yeah it'll be like may and you're watching a christmas special right and, and i think that you know marvel i think will do something christmasy every year 
I, I have no doubt about that because we got the Christmas special this year and last year we got Hawkeye, but it didn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't Christmas necessarily. Like it was, it was themed around Christmas, but it was its own story. And I, I think we'll see a lot of that kind of stuff as we move forward. Um, I think we, if, if, I, I think I could retract my Christmas statement about a Christmas special if they could go the route of the most unlikely of characters being in Christmas specials. For example, yeah. Moon Knight. <laughs> Dude, if we got a Moon Knight where he ends up topping the Christmas tree that's in the, the skating park, like he they just stick him on top and like he does the whole Moon Knight thing. It's a moon, not a star. Or it's a star, not a moon. Like that would be hysterical. Um, but no, I I, I I definitely think that yeah, if we if we can get all those characters, and what I'm already hearing is that the young Avengers is gonna be a TV show now. Um, that broke a, a rumor mill a few weeks ago. Um, and so I was really excited to hear something about each episode may actually be a, basically like a Marvel special presents. And they will highlight characters as they introduce them. So it's not like, hey, we have Sam Wilson walking into Captain America, the Winter Soldier, where, I mean, they did really well with that. But you're going to start to see some of the behind the scenes stuff beforehand so that way you're you're being introduced to these characters as they walk in, kind of like how uh, Miss Marvel before the Marvels comes out. So, um, but I agree. I think that this was just really really good, and so uh, we'll go ahead and start signing off. But all of our listeners, thank you so much for hanging out and talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special with us. We want to give you guys a quick heads up. We started something a little bit newer recently. Uh, Scott and I had been talking about this for a while. He'd been he'd been pushing at me, and Mike and I started talking about it of what it looks like for us to start video gaming. And so we now have a Twitch channel. And so we will be video gaming. I'm trying to get Micah all plugged in so that way he can also be on it, but you'll see a lot of me. I'm going to try and get Scott in there. And so we may end up starting to do some of that. And we encourage you guys to start following us. We're on Twitch. It is nerd talk with Jay Halstead. Uh, I was like one or two letters off from the, to get Jordan Halstead in there. Um, So it's just nerd talk with Jay Halstead, all one word. And so we just wanted you guys to be aware of that. And so we will catch you guys here next time on Nerd Talk.